Seattle's Morning News. This is Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien. Is the Supreme Court about to eliminate the use of affirmative action in university admissions nationwide? Let's consult with former State Attorney General Rob McKenna, a conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. I didn't listen to the whole argument, Rob, but uh, the few hours I listened to made it sound like they are about to eliminate affirmative action. What do you think? I think they're going to further restrict the use of race in making admissions decisions to universities and colleges. Right now, we're operating under a couple of Supreme Court decisions, Bakke from 1978, and then more recently, 2003's decision that was written by Justice Sandra Day O'Connor involving the University of Michigan. That was Grutter v. Bollinger. And in that decision, Justice O'Connor said racial preferences are still needed in order to you know, give people of color more opportunity and increase diversity on campuses, but they shouldn't be needed uh, after about 25 years from now. Well, it's 19 years since she wrote that. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, the use of racial preferences is still very common as one factor in admissions processes at our nation's universities and colleges. So there's clearly a lot of hostility towards the use of race in admissions by the conservative majority on the court. And I think they will scale that back. I don't know that they're going to throw out Grutter v. Bollinger altogether. And I think that it may still be possible for race to be a factor in admissions, but I think it'll be more restricted. There's also debate about whether we can afford to get rid of race as a factor at all if it's educationally important to have more diversity. Uh, But some of the justices, notably Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, asked what is the educational value of diversity? He's even questioning that. Hmm. And that, of course, is absolute heresy in higher education where it's taken for granted that racial diversity is important to attain educational goals. Now, the University of Washington was prohibited from using affirmative action, correct? What was the effect of that? Well, if you're thinking of Initiative 200, which was adopted by the voters back in the 1990s, it meant that the university and and also government agencies could not have racial quotas. Hmm. And quotas are different because, you know, that that literally means we want X percent of our student body to be African-American. We want X percent to be Asian-American, X percent to be white and so forth. Uh, And that's not really what we're talking about here. What we're talking about under the Supreme Court's precedents, particularly the Bollinger precedent from 2003, is whether race can be an explicit factor among many factors. Well, it came up during the questioning. If you are going to completely eliminate consideration of race, suppose a student mentions his uh, personal history in his essay and talks about the effect of racial discrimination in his own life. Would that then be prohibited? No, absolutely not, because uh, universities will still be able to look at candidates and applicants' entire background uh, in evaluating how they will fit into the student body and in achieving their goals to have a, a mix of students from different backgrounds. It's also important to keep in mind that these cases aren't about individuals arguing that they did not get in as an individual versus another individual. They're about policies that affect entire groups. The other thing that came up was, if we're talking about eliminating discrimination, What about legacy admissions? What about athletic admissions? What about uh, special scholarships uh, based on other aspects of a student's personal history? I thought that Justice Brown Jackson made a very interesting point 
when she said, you know, students who are the children, grandchildren, even great-grandchildren of alums of the University of North Carolina uh, would have an advantage over children whose parents, grandparents, great-grandparents couldn't get into the UN University of North Carolina because of racial discrimination. You know, one of the reasons to consider race at the University of North Carolina and many other institutions is to remedy past discrimination. Another discussion point that came up, which I thought was very interesting, concerns the nation's military academies. Uh, one of the advocates, I think it was Seth Waxman representing Harvard, made the point that the U.S. military has decided that the effectiveness of our armed forces depends in part on having an officer corps, which is diverse. It, you, you want African-American officers uh, and Hispanic officers and Asian-American officers. And, and so they have consciously used race as a factor in admissions to the nation's service academies because, of course, West Point and the Air Force Academy, the Naval Academy, produce a lot of the officers who end up running the military. And it was interesting that Chief Justice Roberts' response to that is, well, we may need to consider that separately. <laughs> that's, gonna, that's a different case. Because, you know, the, the point the military is making is we have decades and decades of experience, which proves that we need a diverse officer corps. Yeah. It's important to national security. And so, of course, Waxman's point was that it's important to our society to have the next generation of CEOs and university presidents and doctors and lawyers also be representative of the country. And he was using it as an argument to uh, to allow race to be a factor among many, one among many uh, in admissions. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna with ambient sound effects provided by the passengers and staff of Reagan National Airport. Rob, thanks very much. Thanks very much, Dave, and fly safely.